0: What is up sweet friends and welcome back to another episode of the Life Coach Baker podcast designed for perfectionists by perfectionists. That's me. I'm your host now and always Nicole Baker. I'm a coach for perfectionists and an international speaker and on today's episode this is a gold mine for anyone striving for order and clarity in their lives. Ahem, that's all of us. If you have ever felt overwhelmed by clutter, stumped by where to start when organizing your home, that is so many of us here, or you simply learn for more simplicity in your life or less chaos even, this is the episode for you. We are going to be unraveling the ins and outs of decluttering, simplifying, and organizing with some indispensable advice from our true expert, today's special guest, which is none other than Trisha Sinan murray amazing human that she is. She is the organizing wizard behind All About Ease Organizing. I think that's what we all need a little bit more of, All About Ease. Trisha's insightful approach to decluttering and organizing has helped countless of individuals reclaim their space and rediscover the joy of simplicity. So grab your notes, get comfortable, and let's dive into this pool of knowledge filled with the practical organizing hacks every perfectionist should know with Trisha Murray. Let's dive in. Welcome Trish to the podcast. Thank you. I'm excited I'm, to be here. I'm loving your purple vibe today. We got purple lipstick. <laughs> it's purple. Glasses. purple. I, where did purple come from for you? Like I, cause it's such a power color for you. Every time I see it, you know, you, you're I don't even remember.
1: I loved it for that. Yeah. I did learn in the beginning that it was like the color of royalty, but it was just such a rich, gorgeous color. And then I started having different color purples. Like this used to be my purple hair back when and I'm like, okay, mm. it's too red, purple. I really like the blue purple better. So, yeah, Facebook keeps reminding me how long I've liked purple, <laughs> going through all the different hair colors and haircuts and all that. <laughs> I love it's that just, so it's such much. Such a great color.
0: Oh uh, my gosh! I always love people who like do their hair in like these like wild colors. Like one of my previous clients, she was like a oh, unicorn hairstylist, is what she called herself. Oh, gorgeous! So she would do like these like beautiful um like designs I mean like I still follow her on Instagram solely just like I like eat up her videos because they're so pretty uh I love yeah. it and well, my business
1: is branded purple too so it's like it's all the purple all the time it has
0: to be <laughs> if it wasn't purple something yeah. would be wrong <laughs> there's no coincidence. exactly yeah. <laughs> like,
1: my son took a picture of me yesterday because I have these Colorado like heart leggings with the logo here from the flag yeah. and then I put on because my purple fleece was dirty and in the laundry I'm like Oh, but it's cold. And he gave me one that was blue and purple or no, blue, red, and I think maybe some black. And he's like, This is the least purple you've ever been. Let me take a picture of you.
0: I like how it's I'm two like, colors that melded together make purple. <laughs> like <yeah>. that,
1: like <laughs> I know it's fun. Oh, uh,
0: yeah. I love that. Oh my gosh. I would love to hear. We're, we're doing a whole episode on organizing. You are a tiny house expert. This is a podcast I'm obsessed with organization in my business, in my head, in projects. When it comes to my house though, that shit goes out the window. So Fair, I'm so yeah. excited we'll to talk to you. Right?
1: Strength areas and we all yes. have areas that we're like, eh, maybe I could use a little help.
0: Well, so, I'd love okay. to know, how did you get into organizational and like, tiny houses? And like, th- this is just such a niche thing. I love to know, how do you get into this? <laughs>
1: So my background's interior design. That's what I studied in school. I have a BA in interior design and my career had kind of started to evolve and we were moving out of the city of Chicago, further out into the suburbs to be closer to my parents who had moved out of our family home to their, like their next condo, their next level. And I was organizing the boxes and like staging them in certain areas as I was packing up. And my then husband said, Hey, you could do this. I'm like, this What is this? And so we literally looked it up in the yellow pages because back then they were still viable and found two people near us in the area. One of them was a solopreneur, like I was when I started out. And then the other one had a huge team and she did lots of all kinds of organizing. So I learned how to do moves with her. I learned how to do home organization. I learned how to do closets. So, so many different areas. So, yeah, that's how I got into it. And I trained with her. And then after two years, I had gotten pregnant again. I had my next son. And at that point, I'm like, I can do this. I got yeah. this. So I opened up my own business and here we are 15 years did, later.
0: When did tiny houses come into the play?
1: Oh, so when we lived back in Chicago, I don't even know how we discovered them, but we found them, I think they were on HGTV or whatever they were on way back when, and then we started finding them on youtube and would watch them all the time because i was never one to have um, cable i've never paid for cable of any kind in my life Amazing. now i have one streaming service and that's it
0: can i ask um, which one but like, we what started is the finding them
1: trish streaming oh, service. it's not you? even it was <laughs> it was the trish is very frugal and loves deals so i got hulu for a buck 99 or 99 cents one black friday so Amazing. Work on your calendar now and check yeah yeah and now it's up to I think six ninety nine, but I can yeah. still deal with that so it's okay um so yeah but tiny houses we loved them and we we're enamored with them my dad passed in 2011 and then my mom just under two years later in 2013 and again my then husband's like hey let's get an RV and I'm like why would we do that? We're not 65. I had no idea that everybody does that. I mean, you notice it out here in Colorado more than anywhere. Yeah. So we did. We got a little one and we started traveling around and going on national park road trips to share all that with the kids because we at that point learned life is short. Yeah. So we started doing that and we realized, wow, we can live with so little in the RV. I mean, we travel for like a week, sometimes in the summer, two weeks at a time, and just keep on rolling you throw food in the fridge enough clothes for 7 days or whatever and whatever we forgot our mantra now is well if we didn't pack it clearly we didn't need it but we can always buy stuff on the road but we didn't really need for much so we figured out that it's really nice to have everything built in you don't have a lot of extras like at our house back in Chicago the suburban one we had a family room and a living room. We had a dining room and we even had a dining area in the living room. And then we had spaces that we could stand at a counter and eat in the kitchen. And it was just so much space. And that's what kind of started it for us going in the RV on a lot of trips and then finding the like discovering tiny houses. We just thought, Oh, that would be amazing. And to come out here and to be able to live more for me and, Since I'm divorced now, just to live lighter on the planet, to have a smaller footprint. I've paid two mortgages in my lifetime. I'm done. I never want to pay another one. So, through the pandemic, I designed and had my tiny house shell built. And um, utilizing my interior design degree, I've been finishing the interior ever since i've hired two men otherwise it's pretty much been mostly women helping me whether i've paid them in their trades or i've just had friends come and volunteer and help paint or whatever random and my most recent thing was i found a woman welder she's excellent and she made my railings for the rooftop deck that i've got on it because wherever we land i wanted private outdoor space
0: we do have a few coloradoans listen listen to that podcast do you mind mentioning the business of the woman welder because that's not something you hear every day unfortunately
1: Let's see. I don't know if I have a business name for her, but I can give a contact. Her name is Missy and she's phenomenal. She creates these really cool sculptures. She's had some of them at Burning Man and she's just so talented in all the rooms. And she recently just started teaching classes too. So when I find that information, I will forward it to you and you can link it.
0: Absolutely. Oh my gosh. I love that. Can you describe what a tiny house is for people who maybe don't know, or for people who have maybe heard of it, but they're not entirely sure, but they're afraid to ask. Cause it seems like a very common thing now. <laughs> like I'd love to, I'd love to know like, I what is your definition anywhere. of a tiny house? So I think the official
1: definition is a space that's less than 500 square feet. So the one that I designed, my main floor footprint is 300 square feet, and it's 30 feet long, and I built on the widest trailer possible, which is a 10-foot trailer. So that means that I will have to have a wide load sign whenever it gets moved. Mm -hmm. Um, The average trailer is eight and a half square feet or excuse me eight and a half feet across and mine actually came from trailer made which is a colorado company so pretty Uh cool and then the my builder is down in durango and he is i believe if i get it right tiny home builder and it was amazing he did my electrical he built the shell and did my metal siding my metal roofing he put in my doors and windows and got me set up that far because i said with the electrical i'm like i kind of remember that from school and whatnot. And I'm like, I don't want to burn my tiny house down or hate it before I get to move into it because I have to do all this work that I yeah. need to learn. So yeah, oh my that's, it's about that footprint. Some are many, many of them are much smaller. People want to be able to pull them with their car or their Subaru because those that's are everywhere here in Colorado so too. So niche. Oh my God. <laughs> I just got a new one. I have a new Subaru. She's blue and her name is Bet the Blue Baroo. <laughs> I'm obsessed. I love that. Oh my God. Okay. So <laughs> so yeah but wow. they can have you know the first floor bedroom some people opt for a loft put their bed up there some don't um, my tiny house the, the 300 square foot has three bedrooms and I can sleep seven people <laughs> how, <laughs> yeah, <it's amazing>. how? <laughs> so I've got two upper lofts for my boys the teenagers and then my first floor bedroom and then we've also got this little uh sofa bed that is kind of like the apartment sofa bed from ikea and it folds out to be like it's in between a full and a queen size so
0: so the three bedrooms though do they fit queens or do they fit fulls how did those um, so my
1: son above me he's got a seven by ten foot bedroom he's got a full in there and my other son wanted a twin bed only because he wanted more space in the room to like hang out yeah and um
0: And then do you have a queen or a full or? I have a queen
1: and actually underneath it, I built up a bed platform. So I kind of call it my princess in the pea bed. It's like two and a half feet off the ground. And that space is underneath outside. There's a door that's my garage essentially. So that houses Mm -hmm. all my fun Colorado gear. It's got my blow up stand up paddleboard in there,
0: camping bins and uh, all that kind of stuff. I live on a, uh, in like a complex that has this beautiful lake, like in the smack dab in the middle of it. And it's like private tour complex. Can you paddleboard and in it? I'm I can paddleboard it. <laughs> in it. I'm so excited. So personally, I don't uh, have one so yet. It seems like something I need to get. Cause I use my mom's all the time last summer. Um, yeah. and that's definitely something on my radar. So do you like your blow up? I love a or- blow up. That's was going to ask. Yeah. Okay.
1: Did you get yeah, it from? Because it's a backpack, like and someone said
0: this. get it with the widest.
1: No, my son found it on Amazon just oh, before the pandemic, because we had a couple of camping trips planned. And you look for the ones with the wide um, backpack arms, so you're not like it's not killing you, but it's yeah. not that heavy. And then definitely get an electric pump for your car, so you can plug it in. Because one of my clients said she's like, oh my god, I got the pump. It made it so worth it. I use it more now, and I thought. Oh, I will do that too. Because it was with me and my two teenagers, 13 and 16, it's 50 pumps, literally counted one day, about 50 pumps each to blow this sucker up. But when I'm alone, I'm like, okay, it's just part of my workout. Off I go. But the fact that we did get the motor for it, it just makes it so much easier. I There's that. far less grumbling when I bring my children.
0: <laughs> oh my God. I love that. Yeah. Um, oh, I have so many questions to ask you today. It's ridiculous. Um. So one of the things that you and I chatted about when we were initially talking and kind of chatting about what we want this episode to look like is the fact that you are a recovering perfectionist. And I'm not going to lie, Trish, that actually really surprised me. You have this presence that, um, I feel like a lot of perfectionists are like, you know, the stereotypical perfectionist kind of like hide and shy to shy away, but you have this mm-hmm. like vibrational presence. that you bring, mm-hmm. do you mind explaining? Like, what is your, what was your perfectionism journey? How did it play into organizing And so I was thinking about that again today. Um, I have siblings, but they're 16 to 19 years
1: older than me. So when I was a kid, I just had, it was all my own stuff because they were already out in college and moved out by that point. So I did love order to my room though. So I was like, I'd have my stuff, whether it was my records, yes, back then, or my toys or whatnot, everything had a spot. But over the years, I figured out, and this was super helpful when he, we had one client who needed to have everything pulled away from the baseboards to have some maintenance done in her condo. And we did that. And one of the organizers had said, wow, there's really so much more we could do here for her, but it's really up to the client. We will help you in whatever capacity, how we operate now in the businesses. We meet you where you're at and we just help level you up. You yeah. don't judge. We don't I I never want my clients to feel bad about what they have in their home or how much of it they have in their home. Mm. But she walked in that day and said, Oh my God, so good. It's amazing. Thank you so much. And so that day we learned good is good enough because it doesn't have to be perfect. I find that if people strive for perfection, they don't even start. So it's like, just do something because if you'd have five minutes today to devote to organizing a drawer or your cords for all the things that we need to charge on a daily basis and you didn't do anything last week last month last year even progress is progress that's it
0: how did you learn that lesson was it that experience with that client client, that specific client yeah
1: because it's it's not i mean we could do so much more i mean we could do completely micro organizing to where everything is labeled and everybody knows where to put stuff away but then there's other people that I just want to know it goes in that cabinet or that it goes in that bin or this drawer houses all my socks and underwear and I don't have to match anything ever I can just put it in after laundry day. That's it it's got to be what works best for the client.
0: So what is your process when you start working with a client? Like you you get the inquiry, they sign up with you, what is the process all the way to ta ta farewell? So it depends on what we're doing because we do move management which can
1: help people who are downsizing to move away or just across town and then we continue The edit once the house has been staged or listed or photographed. And then we can help them organize their stuff for the move. We can pack and we can unpack if they do local. But basically, what it boils down to is I've developed the ease method because my business is called Mm -hmm. All About Ease Organizing because I feel like that's really what it's all about. So the E stands for edit. We'll go through and grab everything in a space. And say it's a closet. So we'll pull everything out. So it's just completely empty. So you don't have to visualize what was there. You can just take a look at everything. And it's super important for you to be able to get eyes and hands on everything. Because some stuff might be tucked back there. And I think I heard three or four times at one client's house last week. Oh, my God, that's where it was. And I'm like, yeah, it's a good day. We found it, you know. So and I always spin the positive. That's my big thing too. And yeah. so once you pull everything out, you go through and you edit it. And the A stands for then assess. Do I love it? Does it make me happy when I wear it? And if it's clothing, do you want your ex to see you in this? And most people are like, <gasps> and I'm like, it goes then. It goes. It can be let go. Oh, <laughs> That's wait. my favorite question.
0: You know? I know. Ah, I know. <laughs>
1: I'm That's about so to use that. my clients
0: told me that. Oh, my God. I'm about to clean out my closet soon, and I'm yes, 100% all <laughs>
1: free to use that. It's brilliant. Because <laughs> I used to say, you know, if you haven't, I'm not sure many of us have heard, if you haven't used it in six months, or if whatever season it's for, did you use it? If not, then let it go, because stuff like that doesn't need to take up space in our house, and I... Don't, I tell my clients, oh, if I hear them say, I should do that, I should do this or blah, blah, blah. I'm like, no, no, no. don't shoot on yourself. We could do these things, but don't ever shoot on yourself because we're really the only ones that can decide for us. It's not up to me. If I don't like library books and you have 8,000 of them, I will help you. Keep what you like because we all have our favorites, but it's really, it boils down to the choice. If you make this one, then you can't have room for that, that sort of thing, but it's simple. Mm. And then the S in E's stands for store. So once you figure out what goes and what can live elsewhere in the house, then we chuck everything back in. And I tell my clients, I'm like, don't buy anything. Don't get bins. Don't get baskets. Don't buy containers to set up stuff into these little boxes because most likely they always have something that we can use whether we're oh, repurposing it or there's so much less that now you don't need these containers. That's more often the the way that it goes. And I find, and, and the struggle is real, I have them too, that we have lots of bags, whether they're from conferences or grocery stores or whatnot. But I help clients figure out how many can you carry at a time? Because if you put it in a cart, maybe it's four, you don't need 18. But again, we like what we like. And if that's what you want to keep, I'll help you find a spot for it. No judgment. and then the last one and this is my favorite the last e is enjoy you made all those hard decisions you figured out where this stuff should live you figured out where it could be in your house and how it's going to be ordered in here to make sense for you whether you want these are my eight to ten things that i wear on the regular so i want those things easily accessible or if you have jewelry and you love chunky neck chunky statement necklaces like i do and then we'll display them on hooks or on hangers on the door or the wall just so it's easy. I like us to be able to see everything because ideally our closets, our cabinets, whatever place you tuck things into drawers even should be, and this is the only should that I do, should be ideally 75 to 80% full at most. So then you don't have to like dig through stuff to find stuff, try to find your favorite blouse for that day. But it's also the ease of being able to put it away. So everything in your house has a home and has an away. So you're not overwhelmed by visual clutter because I feel like that's where most people start
0: or get stuck so then that's where we start that is 100% me right now that it is it is not even 100% full, real. It's, 112% full. Like, oh, it's too much <laughs> there's um so my fiance just recently went to a conference and as part of this conference they give away merch like unlike Everywhere. anything I've ever seen he literally took a photo of all the merch that he got um, and it covered our entire bedroom floor. And we have a fairly large bedroom, like it's like 12 oh by 12. And we were just cackling. Because he got stuff for me, he got stuff for him. And I had so many new shirts. And like I love just like big baggy Sorry. shirts for days where it's like admin days where I'm just like not on camera. I love just like gremlin, gremlining and yeah. ugly it warm. It's yeah. so nice. And I just love like that and shorts and just like that's my natural habitat in the apartment. And um now I have too many. <laughs> like it is now to the point where I'm like, <laughs> I can't out. even wear these in a week. Like let alone a whole month or something like that. So it's, it's always just really funny. As a part of the ease method, is there a specific step that you see people struggle with the most or like that kind of hangs people up? Which one? Yes,
1: it's once they get everything out and they yeah. see it all and they're like, they're overwhelmed. Sometimes I will have clients leave the room and I'm like, but, and they just need to get away. They need a mental break to walk out and come back and i have realized and there's have been studies too that your brain will reset when you go through a doorway so i literally walk from my tiny house case study right now maybe it's 12 feet across or long and i'm like pencil 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 i'm going to get a pencil because my brain will just be like and it'll squirrel and i'll be like oh laundry i need to folder oh this needs to be put away because the kids left it out don't do it oh my
0: that makes so much sense because whenever like I, you hear all the time like you walk into the kitchen for a certain thing. And then you just like open the fridge and you're like, wait, <laughs> like, I wasn't in, I wasn't in. <laughs> I'm not hungry. I'm not hungry. I just like automatically did this. I know, okay. <laughs> but it makes sense. Cause it's like, you're getting like new information. So like your brain is like, Oh laundry or, Oh, those are the dishes I need to do that. That makes a lot of sense when you have people overwhelmed, other than like walking through the door again, is there a specific like methodology you use with them? Or like, how do you kind of talk them off a ledge?
1: So I love this question and I use it for me a lot too, because my son was diagnosed last year with ADHD and I feel like hmm, maybe I have a little bit of that myself because we've found and I've read more studies on this people who have these tendencies or qualities I love again spinning the positive Mm -hmm. it's you find your favorite job niche or whatever sometimes they're librarians or sometimes I read that they're in IT so they can do their specific job and maybe they're more social outside of work or maybe they're just more introverted but they tend to find what works for them so Mm -hmm. for me because even I'll squirrel around my own little place is I'll ask myself does this need to be done right now? So I don't need to fold the laundry now. I don't need to do the dishes this morning. I got ready for our podcast and that find that that helps. So if we have that in the back of our mind, we can say to ourselves a couple times a day, oh, I don't need to be doing that I right know I came in here for this, or I have to write a proposal, or I need to pick my kids up for school. And I used to be the chronically barely on time person. And my partner's just like, oh, I know. <laughs> so I'm getting so much better, <laughs> but- that helps me get out the door more because as a single mom i would be like oh i could get one more thing done one more thing done or finish this for the business before i go out and meet with a client no one of my clients said to me she goes get there 10 minutes early and it's kind of a military thing too but he had kids in the boy scouts and he said if you're on time you're late yeah if you're 10 minutes early you're on time. And that frees me up to respond to a text, shoot a quick email, but I'm not doing it at home and running late. I'm getting there early and I'm doing it in their driveway or on their street. Yeah. And that's so much, so much calmer. You know, I feel like that's a lot of the road rage that we see out and about too. People are just like, ah, they don't get up early enough. They don't leave yeah. early enough. They don't allow enough time. And I think that might be one of the other things that clients find is that they don't realize how much time something will take. We could bang out a kitchen or a bedroom closet or their entire bedroom with closet, dresser doors and whatnot in a four hour session. But if they're not focused or if they're not used to being focused on a task, then they'll do all these other things. And then at the end of the day, all this stuff's still on their bed or on their bedroom floor. And they're just like, I'm exhausted. But we call it body doubling with ADHD. And it helps so much to have somebody in the room with you redirecting hey take a look at this can we finish the dresser drawer before we move to the closet or whatever
0: there's a new app that is basically Mm -hmm. like you you log into this uh you log into this website i think it's like a subscription and it's for people who need the body doubling and it's like they pair you randomly with some random person oh my gosh you know what let me text my fiance real quick because he has adhd and he uses it all the time um, yeah, many so of my sure. clients have it. She and I would love to recommend it to them. This sounds brilliant. Great. Okay. I'll send them. I'll, I'll send them that and I'll, yes. I'll let oh, you know. Thank what you. I get. Um, she yeah, of course. Oh my gosh. Sharing is caring. percent. <laughs> and it, he loves it. Cause it's just like one hour where you like say, okay, in the next hour, I'm going to do this. And the person says in the next hour, I'm going to do this. Uh, meet is what it's called. Focus oh, mate.
1: Okay.
0: Um, so he loves it. He's, he's really, and it's like people who are like finishing med school who just need like to work on a paper or stuff like that. It's really, it's, it's very, very yeah. interesting.
1: Oh, that's so cool. So highly recommend that. It
0: if it like, let's say for instance, like you have like a mid suburban home, midsize suburban home, how long would it take you to go through the entire thing? Like what's the, what's, cause I feel like so often if I'm people. Helping
1: them edit and organize.
0: Yeah. Like if you're doing the full, full ease method with the entire thing. Um, um like maybe, or maybe they're real to it you no know, people house. hate when I say this <laughs> but it depends yeah <laughs> so if you're if you're doing the
1: downsize, so we offer packages 12 24 or 40 hours if it's a whole house downsize for a move, it's generally closer to the 40-hour package or 24 and then we can add on because when I sell packages to clients, I try and get as close to I can, maybe overestimate a little bit just because some days or maybe the first couple sessions, we don't know how we're going to work together. But I always encourage everybody, eat a good breakfast if you do that, but just be ready to be decisive because when you're decisive, we can move quickly. And then the time then is really figuring out how we want to organize it back, what works best for you for you some people are all out they need to see everything but here's the advice or the example that I always give for that we all know where to go to sleep at night because we know where the bed lives and if everything in your home had a home then you'd know where to put it back but you'd also know where to get it when you need it so yeah. that I find when I don't hear laughter I'm just like that's pretty impactful because it's true <laughs> we laugh because it's true
0: <laughs> I heard a really so, good like a decision question when because I was listening to something a few days ago just like I, one of the things I'm wanting to do is just kind of do a spring cleaning just like get rid of some shit. And um I heard a question that was like, if uh oh my gosh, what was it? I'm gonna try to I'm gonna butcher it, but it was something along the lines of if you knew you needed this item, where's the first place you'd look for it? And it's like, oh, okay. For me, play? like they use the example of like clipper, like nail clippers. It's like, would you, you know, go to your um, bathroom and like that really a specific drawer. But the person who was talking, they're like, that's just not how my family works. We'd go to the junk drawer in the kitchen. That's just where the nail clippers <laughs> live. <laughs> and I'm like, interesting. But um, like stuff like that, it's like, I love that question. And it really made me think like. So as I've been putting stuff away with like, if we're working on, we just moved not too long ago from working on like a setup project or something like that. I'm like, okay, here's this tape measure. Where do I look for it first? Let me put it back in that place. And I always ask my partner, where would you look for this first? Like put this back in that exact place. And I just love questions like that rather than like, just kind of like say lovey, you know?
1: Yeah. And it helps. I say store stuff where you use it. So if you love coffee and you have it every single morning or you make some for your partner as well, store all the stuff right above it so you're not like going over here going over there or make your coffee station right next to the sink so you can fill it up with your water every day mm-hmm. or from your electric kettle if you do the french press that sort of thing I love so that's simple, that. and even like dishwashers next to your silverware drawer or stuff like that or if you set yes. the table every night i hope people are still doing that out there at least once a week um but to maybe put the drawer closer to the table so it's easier for family members or your kids to help set it that sort of thing so, in yeah, your tiny definitely house, it helps to store where you use it.
0: In your tiny house, do you guys have like a dining room section? So, our main room is 16 by 10.
1: So, that's our big main space. That's living room and kitchen. I've got an eight foot kitchen counter where I have the, I don't have an oven, but I have a microwave convection oven and an induction cooktop mm-hmm. burner. And then below that, a drawer dishwasher, because that was my kids must have. There's three of us, whatever. They wanted a dishwasher. So I'm like, you get a drawer. I have in this in scenario. have your kids. <laughs> jet tub. And I'm like, I miss a jet tub so much. I had them in both houses back in Chicago. And neither of them did I get to enjoy for more than two years. Why do people renovate to move away? Why don't we renovate to enjoy while we're there? I'll never mm, know the answer to the question, that question. because It's always the other way around. But yeah, so that's my must have. But the 16 by 10, because if you think about it, we spend most of our time either in bed sleeping or hanging out in the kitchen. If we have friends over, we always end up there and then on the sofa watching movies or whatever else you do, games and whatnot, like that. So that's the only space. And then my other side of the house, my son's loft is also the other side's seven by 10. So underneath that, a little bathroom that I think is seven by seven. And then there's a nook for a front closet because tiny homes never have enough storage when you see them on TV. People are like, I added in this, I amended that, blah, 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 blah. So I'm like, we're going to have a front storage closet. And there's a shoe cubbies right now, not cubbies, but those, the hanging ones that's clear and we can tuck in 12 pairs of shoes or you can use those in a pantry and tuck in all your snacks or all your cleaning products or whatever. I love those so much and clear, especially because you can see what gets buried down at the bottom. But, and then I have a washing machine, no dryer, because I didn't need it. I love hanging stuff up. And I long to have a laundry line outside, (laughs) wherever we land. But yeah, and then no dryer also because that's the second biggest energy suck in your home after your refrigerator. People don't realize. I did so not For know me that. to be able to live later on the planet, yeah, I can get a smaller array of solar panels because I said, I'm not going to be using my jet tub on the day that I do laundry and anything else. The woman who had run my numbers for me, I'm like, oh no, I have priorities. It will be jet tub day all the way. I'm doing no other work. <laughs>
0: so for like that hour, right? I'm like, I need to run it at least an hour a week. <laughs> I love that you also like marry the sustainability with this. Cause like, that is just something that- so important to me. I, I, unfortunately that would that was not on my radar. And I didn't even think about that. Like I did not know that the dryer was the second most energy suck that. Yeah. That I'm also
1: tough. a habitual unplugger. If something's not in use, I'm unplugging it. I do not have cords ever plugged in. Like this is okay. our thing that we plug in every night to charge all the things, but it doesn't oh get, gosh. it doesn't stay in there all day. So even like I'll plug in our media, like the TV, the kids, when we travel, we'll go DVD and whatnot or Roku or whatever else you have. It's on a strip that we can flip off the button at night. Or we just really, we just flip it on when we use it. That's it.
0: Interesting. Oh my gosh. Yeah.
1: Saves you a lot of energy over the year.
0: Yeah. And do you have solar panels in the tiny house?
1: Not yet. My most recent estimate was $8,000. I'm like, you know, it's a tiny house, right? She's like, you know, you have a jet tub, right? <laughs> I'm like, okay, fair enough. <laughs> That's incredible. So I'm looking around. And because I own a business, I'm looking into getting it wholesale. Yes. (laughs) I'm like, I could attempt to put this in. And actually another one of my clients is like, if you get it, I will put it in for you. I'm like, you have a deal. Oh my God.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Cause he sells solar. I might want his name after this podcast episode that I, not for, not for me, but for, for my family. Um, I do have a question around interior design because I truly think I am interior design blind like I have this like vision where I'm like, oh, like, this and this and this, and then you put it up and it's like, oh, like it that suddenly doesn't look right. Are there rule, like what are some like main rules for interior design that just make things look a little more like that purposeful, but not too purposeful. Do you know what I mean?
1: Yes. So the first tip I can give you is I see things on the wall behind you is Mm -hmm. that when you're standing up, if you put art, pictures, mirrors, whatever, it should be at your eye level. And maybe if you have a partner that's taller in between both of you, so you're not doing this and it's not too small for the giant wall that you have it on either. So be mindful of that. But the other one that is always my favorite is that people tend to move into places and push everything up against the walls, like all their furniture, like it's in a lineup jail. <laughs> so pull your stuff away from the walls, have it at least be like, I mean, it looks like you've kind of got your desk in the middle of your space, yeah. do that. And then my, I did not study feng shui to where I am a practitioner, but I do like it enough to know that when you are in a space, you should always be able to see the door because oh, it's kind of just like a, a good chi flow thing. You shouldn't ever have, and again, I should, but your back should not be to the door you should always be able to see and have a a sight line
0: i like that i like that a lot one of the things that um when we moved to this new place the the living room was kind of an awkward shape and we toyed around with a bunch of different options with the couch because we have this big big l sectional but we finally moved this the sectional into like kind of a diagonal like middle of the room and it like opened up the room in this way that we were like this should not work, like, but it does, you know, like, and it's nice too, to be able
1: to rearrange. That's the one thing that I will miss is rearranging furniture, but then maybe I'll just rearrange some of my accessories and whatnot. So we'll get there. But I also like when you have that that big diagonal too, to put like a big green plant in the background, Mm -hmm. just so you have fresh air coming in and out. Ooh. And here's one thing that I learned through feng shui as well. Don't have plants in your bedroom because they're always active, always growing. And I'm like, huh. Okay. So now I don't have plants in the bedroom anymore.
0: So it like kind of inherently it makes us feel like we all just your after. sleep. Yeah. That is fascinating. It makes sense. Yeah, so my parents have one in their bedroom. And every time mm. I go in there, it just, every time I look at it, I just feel a little weird. Like, I don't know why Uh-oh. I just feel a little weird, but that might be <laughs> I mean, why.
1: Yeah, because I, I saw beautiful orchids in a client's bedroom this morning when we did the tour of her home. And she said that all the plants in here are fake. I'm like, oh, okay, that makes sense. But they're gorgeous. So you mm-hmm. can have them, but they just shouldn't be real. Again, it should. But um, someone had said in this two books I read about that within like the same month, and they both said the same thing. You could move them out, but I'm the type that I like bigger plants or more robust ones. So then I'd be like, nah. I'd be like bringing, moving a big pot every night. I'm like, no, I'm bad. Yeah. So yeah. that makes a lot of sense.
0: Um, you mentioned having a five-step more organized method. This is different from the that's ease the method, ease right? Method. Oh, that's mm, the ease method. Same okay. one. Yeah. Never mind. yeah. It
1: used to be five simple steps to an organized space, but now it's just the ease method. So it's four. Cause I feel like when we can wrap our heads around organizing, even if it's your junk drawer, yeah. you know, through COVID, I did a ton of little kind of like happy hour things. I'm like pick a drawer bring the drawer to the table and we would like dump it out organize things I'm like throw away the weird crunchy rubber bands clearly they're not even rubbery anymore so yeah
0: everyone just knew exactly right. which rubber band you were talking about <laughs> like, right. like everyone has that I think I threw one like one. that last week I have at least two yeah. in my rubber band drawer that should not be in the rubber band. They like, they're so stretched out because they were probably in the freezer or something. They're so stretched out oh, that they don't meet me. Yeah, I was listening to a YouTube
1: video. I think it was yesterday. And the girl's like, oh no, it was um a comedian, Mae Martin. And she's like, who even has rubber bands anymore? She's like, I'm in a new apartment. I have no rubber bands. I'm like, oh my God, that's hilarious because many clients and I had them too. Like you had a rubber band
0: yes, ball. Yes. And now it's
1: just like, if you don't have them, then you make do
0: it's
1: know. so funny Ooh, can i share my favorite organizing it's it's actually my life my favorite life Please. so it is use it up wear it out make it do or do without it's like encompasses everything of my life all my client work and all that because we can figure it out wait can you re- can you repeat those those are so good use it up wear it out make it do or do without
0: can you give an example for each of these? I love this. I love this. Absolutely.
1: <laughs> use it up. So your toiletries, maybe you have long hair and you're trying to find something that makes it look the best and the amazing, but you've bought maybe a few different products, use them up before you buy something else. Cause then that stuff tends to grow overnight and multiply. And then we don't have space for our favorite things. Yeah. Um, wear it out is I'm a huge Proponent of not getting the newest, nicest, nextest phone, computer, car, whatever. So I tend to get things like that and use them till they're dead, just because I'm not so much a consumer. I call myself kind of a non consumer. And there's actually a great blog called The Non Consumer Advocate. And she blogs about five frugal things that she did that day or that week. And I'm like, they're such fun ideas. I so some of them that. I start to implement, <laughs> but, and then it's use ease up, wear it out, make it do. So if you don't have any rubber bands, what else can you group this stuff together with? Can you put it in a bag or in a bin or just get rid of the stuff? And you don't need any of the above and then do without. We go through and eat down our pantry every January. Cause usually after the holidays, you're so fooded out from eating so many good, rich, yummy, amazing things that you're just like, uh, And then your budget might appreciate it too. So you can see you've got pasta up there. I need to get a sauce, or I have what else do we have languishing usually in the back? Like just cans of random, maybe extra sauces and different things. So then we'll use those. So your budget's happy, your belly is happy because you're not eating all the things anymore. And then the do without part is that if many days I'd be like, well, Nothing sweet, no dessert. The kids be like, ah. But again, our waistline appreciates us then.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Have you heard about abstaining versus moderation? Does that bring a bell mm, for you? Somewhat.
1: I read one of Gretchen Rubin's books. She does a ex- happiness yep. project and okay. a bunch of others. Yes, yes. I tend to be, I tend to function better when I'm in it, when I am an abstainer, because if That's I same. have chocolate in the house, no matter where I squirrel it away for myself, I will find it eventually. And I'll eat way too much of it.
0: <laughs> okay. I'm the same way. And my fiance and I actually just the other morning, we having this big conversation about it. Cause he's a moderator, hundred percent a mine. He's at his healthiest, like most- best self when he's a moderator, I'm at my best self when I'm an abstainer. And so for us, it's kind of figuring out like, okay, you know, how do we do this? Like, you know, for me, I can not have sweets in the house or else I will eat all the sweets. And it's like, I I, but un- the only rule though is unless before I grab this, like, so for instance, we have like thin mint Girl Scout cookies in the freezer. Mm fucking love those things. They're so good. Yeah. Um, Freezing them helps though. It does, <laughs> cause cause makes them last forever. <laughs> well, and I love like, so right before I go over to the freezer, I decide how many do I want? And I like make a decision beforehand. And then I go in and I'm like, okay, I want two cookies. Great. I got it. Because yeah. if I didn't, and I just brought the cookie box over, I'd be 50 cookies in and want to throw up. So yeah. like, I know. Yeah.
1: I tell my kids that I'm like, portion, there's a little jar that you can use to portion out your snacks. And they laugh at me because I used to buy like the portioned out bags and they'd get like two ounces of chips, but they're bigger now. And I'm like, okay, yeah. still use the same bullet of portion. And my one son was like, can I potato chips? Those ones in the bag? And I'm like, it's 10 p.m. We're done eating for the day. And I'm like, but you could take some for school tomorrow or whatever. And so on the kitchen counter, I saw this morning, like half the bag was gone. I'm like, <laughs> sounds like a teenage boy. I guess he took some. I know. I'm hoping that he didn't eat them last night, but I did not hear anything after I went to bed. So who knows?
0: <laughs> I have I have one more question for you around, sort of, organ- I would call this organizing. You've mentioned having a capsule wardrobe. I also have a, I also capsule-esque wardrobe. What is a capsule wardrobe? How did you discover it? What, what did you do to make your wardrobe capsule?
1: Okay. So capsule wardrobe is having a small amount of things. And I think the one that I read about, and I'm probably going to butcher it as well. It was like 30 items for 30 days. And so that's was what you used, but I capsule purple, black, gray, or silver, And then I added in teal, I would say within the last year. So those are my colors. I don't shop for any other color of the rainbow. And I'm also a huge secondhand market shopper. So I'll go thrifting, consignment shops. And for me, it's like, Ooh, do I like that new purple thing more than I like, I already own these purple things because I will do one in one out. Otherwise my closet will explode. So capsuling is my favorite numbers nine. So I have nine dresses, less than nine pair of pants right now, less than nine pair of shorts. My challenge is t-shirts so or tops. So I'll have like business ones. I'll have casual ones if I go work out or go paddle boarding or go do something hiking outside. And then I have long sleeve. Then I have my work shirt category. So pretty much those few categories don't laugh at me. <laughs> and like my going out like dancing or dinner and fun clubbing stuff, that's another category. So I have One, two, I think six of those. And they're in a single, this wide pocket shelf. So I've got this half and this half. So I fold them accordingly. And then I've got drawers. So I'll fold and kind of the Marie Kondo way of folding, but just so I can see everything. So if people have like graphic tees or tees with certain colors or patterns or whatnot, I'll have those be folded so you can see them in the yeah. stack or in the row if you've got them in a drawer or whatever. But so I've got less than 81 pieces of clothing right now. That's how I, I capsule. I love that. And I got two, two fun winter coats and then one like ski type go out and it's going to be wet type coat.
0: I love the capsule work. Honestly, for me, it's the color thing that just makes me feel so... what's the I think it's like actually it's also a Gretchen Rubin quote quote it's uh my structure is my freedom and that for me is is my freedom because whenever I go to a store or anything like that or I'm I'm shopping online I'll just filter down through my colors which are white black blue sometimes green sometimes But like and what
1: shade of green? Like lighter or darker?
0: Uh like that forest green. And I also forgot gray, gray oh, is another nice. one. Richie. But like forest yeah. green I have like maybe two or three tops in and I never wear them for work. It's not even a rule, I just don't <laughs> I just don't wear them for yeah. work. It's normally yeah. white and blue for work. Um but like because of that I just go to any any store and I just find those colors and I do do, 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 and like everything else is almost deleted and it just less overwhelm like my 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 mom and my sister are no more decisions about that stuff it's already done it's like that
1: is your moderation whereas like yeah I don't even look at I mean I appreciate orange and teal and what are those my colors um it's the secondary ones that I can add in because they yeah. go well together with purple. But yeah, otherwise I'm just like, no. And I have one pink shirt from a conference and it's got a nice saying on it, but I'm like, uh, but it's pink. Yeah. <laughs> I keep it because <laughs> I might wear it for another same conference or that group's function type thing. But it's yeah, so, it's funny. so much easier.
0: I used to do like stitch fix boxes or like those kind of like subscription boxes. And that's honestly how I started my capsule wardrobe and started like actually mm-hmm. growing into a wardrobe that I really like. Um, however, now it's to the point where I am so picky because of having those boxes for so long or like those subscriptions, I'm now so picky. Yeah. Cause I know exactly what I like that. I'll like input all that information and they will just not meet it. Like, it's just like, oh the yeah. colors, it's, but like it's the hard fix, sometimes for them. And you're like, figure it out. I mean, it's so, it is so picky to the point where I'm like, I kind of get it. Like, I 100% get it.
1: Oh, That's my why gosh. I love going secondhand, too, because a lot of places will sort by color. So I'm like, I can bypass all this. There's my purple section. There's my teal blue section. And I'm out.
0: That's yes. It. I feel the same way. I I organize them almost by like, um, uh, what type of shirt? So less, mm-hmm. more so, like, these are my t-shirts. These are my nicer t-shirts. <laughs> these are like, sorry. <laughs> <it's> like- <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, they're like my big baggy, yeah. large, like logo from the yeah. crypto. Don't conference. leave the house ones. Like yeah. those are my yeah, don't yeah. leave the house ones, but like this one where it's like, there's no logo. It's just a crop t-shirt. Like that's my nicer t-shirt. Yeah. Lord. Um, but like that kind of stuff and just having it sectioned like that, I will say it's gotten a little out of control so now to the point where I'm like, I definitely need, I'm going to take them all out recently or soon and just do the whole, whole method. I'll let you know how that goes. He'll inspire me yeah, through through please. that process. <laughs> no oh my gosh, Trish, That's you're amazing. I always ask uh, guests on the podcast two questions before we wrap up. The first question is how were you a perfectionist this week?
1: Hmm. <laughs> I would say just yesterday I was wrapping all these little bitty fragiles and I the, the, my other teammates were joking, Trisha, do you want to take this and you mummify all this stuff? And she's like, what does that mean? And I'm like, we protect it enough in paper so that even though it's fragile, it still makes it to the destination. Okay. And so there were some things I'm like, oh, I don't want it to be too small. So I'd mummify it a little more just to make sure that it was nested properly. Because if you wrap things that are lightweight or heavy in enough paper, then it won't smush up against each other in the box so nothing gets chipped or damaged or broken Amazing. so probably that
0: and but then at home
1: i'm trying to think at home i reorder my mason jar cabinet uh at least two to three times a week because my kids just shove i don't use the word shove with clients i use the word tuck because that's politer <laughs> but they just shove stuff away when they do the dishes and i'm just like Ugh. so yeah that's how i do that is <laughs> your mason other areas
0: is your mason jar cabinet no. your tupperware cabinet
1: no um yes oh yeah so I use it for that yeah I, okay. I have very little plasticware, just because we're not supposed to put that stuff in the microwave and again I like glass and better reusables yeah we don't use paper towels I don't have cling wrap I have some aluminum foil because I sometimes have to cover dishes when I take it to friends and brunches and whatnot but yeah we use very minimal paper products as, as far as that goes
0: what do you use like do you use a specific product for paper towels because I know there's like you know, like absorbent. I just use
1: reusable washcloths or um, napkins.
0: Awesome. Yeah. And actually, oh,
1: I met someone yesterday. I think it was right here. right paper towels, or you can use them as napkins. So she's like, take a free sample. And I love these so much. And then on the other side, it looks very springy and it's washable. And she washes them and she pre-shrinks them. And so you can use them for napkins. You can use them for paper towels and they're pretty much indestructible. And she even does a nice edge on them oh, nice. so they won't pray yeah.
0: do you know her name so and I said, she... I'm in
1: the tiny i can definitely connect you with her i have her That'd card here somewhere
0: <laughs> i, <laughs> I want to just link all this in the show notes on that side of the computer <laughs> <laughs> of course oh my gosh amazing yeah. Um, uh, my second question for you is what is a goal whether you're in process of it or it just recently happened that we can celebrate with you uh accomplishing when it happens
1: that i've done um, it can be oh something you've done or something you're in the process of doing? So the one that we've done is that we just finished 80 hours with a client yesterday and she's mostly packed up. We took away six carloads of donations and shared them with new people. And one that feels like it's always ongoing and in the process is that I'm so close to getting my tiny house finished. So we can have the plumbing done, the tile around my jet tub and move into a place. So we're still looking for a spot to park it. So oh if anybody gosh. out there in Colorado land has land and they'd like a tiny house in your backyard, pick me, pick me. <laughs> Let's have a chat.
0: I just remember there was one <laughs> other question I wanted. We're
1: looking for land. That's time.
0: funny. Cause I didn't know that tiny houses needed to be like, I, I don't know why. I just figured like it, it'd be like a normal house where you like purchase a, purchase a late. I have no idea. This is like, so beyond my scope of knowledge. It's amazing. It's a whole nother hour. <laughs> um, yeah. I'd love to know your favorite donation places. Cause a lot of people. Oh yes. Um, yeah. I'd love to know like both national and local.
1: Okay. So Local. I love in Golden, we have a thrift store that's connected to a food pantry. So anything that they sell in the thrift store helps fund and put more food on the shelves, even though they are funded by other programs. So we feed the neighborhood, which I love. So I'll take a lot of my stuff and the nicer stuff from clients there to help them. And if it's pet related, also in Golden, but it's Jefferson County, is the Foothills Animal Shelter. You can take pretty much anything pet related to them. They will either sell it in their store to buy more food and treats for the dogs and cats and little critters that they get, or they will pass it on to people who adopt if they're in need. So you can give crates you can give like little dog houses they'll take blankets towels washcloths anything like that because the dogs who come in need something they want to provide them with something cozy and snugly So I always send that stuff there. And then for clothes, there's a great place in Lakewood called the Action Center. You can get food there if you're in need. They also have a ton of great programs for their client base, like teaching them Excel as an example. I don't know if that's specifically what they do anymore, but they've got a lot of great classes that help people further their knowledge for lifelong learning or a new skill to get a different, better job for themselves or for their family. But they have a clothing closet, which their clients can shop for 80 pieces a month which is fantastic so if you need new socks or you get a new job you need new clothes or your kids are growing that's right take a lot of stuff as well oh
0: my god what's the name of the lakewood one you said action
1: the action center the Mm -hmm. action center
0: and then what about national
1: national um so there's one shoe charity that is called um souls for souls So it's souls of shoes for souls being the people and they take shoes and they send them to other countries to create micro businesses for women. And even if it's one shoe, the example that they gave us, and I just love to pieces is that sometimes people are in a rice paddy and their other shoe is on the the soil on the ground. So we can even take one shoe. Like if you lost one, you don't know where in the closet it ate it or you can't find it. You
0: can even donate things that way. And they're nationwide. So neat places. Okay. Soul for Souls. I'm going to need to remember them. Um, Any other clothing ones that are that are national?
1: Um, I'm not sure if they're national. We have the ARC here. Um, There's Salvation Army. Mm -hmm. There's I always like to do local ones. So I tell people that just Google in your area because we used to have one that would benefit a domestic violence shelter um and their programs but their thrift store closed so i didn't hear the story if they lost their lease or they were looking for a different place or what happened but we're hoping that they come back because we really like supporting them too homeless coalitions um places where you can donate larger furniture habitat for your humanity is mm-hmm. fantastic they will always take a bed frame no matter what no questions asked so Oof. those are places that other people won't take them but they always will big furniture dining room set stuff like that i just signed a new client this morning and we'll be taking a bit of stuff from her place to habitat because mm. some of the smaller thrift shops oops sorry my phone's on oh, yeah. um some of the smaller thrift shops can't always accommodate lots of furniture but they're moving cross-country they're going to california so we're going to be editing at least 50 percent of their furniture wow.
0: so yeah but i love do normally people don't always think of it do you normally donate instead of sell stuff from them for from the, the most part yes yeah. Yes,
1: because I, I like that my clients are kind of on the same vein where I love to have stuff go serve. So mm-hmm. if they're okay with me donating it donating it to places where people don't have to pay for it, they just get to receive. I, I, it's, it's really, a lot of people just love that so much more.
0: Awesome. Oh, you're so cool. As oh a result,
1: take it to the ARC. But I also share with people too, I'm like the ARC, depending on what you're needing, we love going to the ARC to look for our, like outdoorsy gear, half price Saturday. I think four out of their six ticket colors. So
0: shop Saturdays. That's good to know because homegirl needs a raincoat because I don't have one. <laughs> so that's very yeah, good to know. so much
1: in all of them. Yeah, oh my yeah. gosh. And I want to say there's at least six around the Denver area that I've gone to regularly, depending on where our clients live.
0: Amazing.
1: If you need a location, let me know. You're
0: so cool. Amazing. Thank I just you. really Thank enjoy talking me. to you. You're so you. fun to talk to you. I want to know where can people find you? Where can they learn more about you? If they're in Colorado, where can they hire you? Give, give okay. them where and they we can do get. do virtual services zone. too. Oh, sweet.
1: Because we've got virtual clients that kind of want to be DIYers or one client lives locally, hires like a neighborhood girl from her church. So she supports her. And then we just go over a list of what to do. Um, but my business is called All About Ease, spelled E-A-S-E, organizing, same website. And you can email me at Trisha, T-R-I-C-I-A at allabouteaseorganizing.com. You can follow me on Facebook. We throw out fun tips and I've got Tiny House Thursday. So I'll be updating some things soon. And I just met a new artist who made some really cool sconces or not sconces, but they're like, she calls them fairy lights on bottles. And she's got these really cool, colorful stones that she puts on them. These are going to sit on my wall sconces flanking a painting because the way I designed my tiny house, I made room on all my walls for artwork because my Mm -hmm. stuff's been sitting in storage for a little bit. And I'm like, I'm sorry. So now it's out and about and happy.
0: Oh, I love it. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for being here. You're a rock star. Thank you, Nicole. Thank you. Thank you. A massive thank you to Trish for sharing your expert hacks and the five-step process. I took massive notes during this, especially the. Um, as I'm like, re-listening to the episode. I was writing down, I was like, oh, reminder, like, do the X hack. like Would your X see you in this outfit and would you feel proud about it? That's sticking in my brain rent-free forever. For more expert hacks and advice from Trish, do not forget to go visit her website, All About Ease Organizing, which is filled to the brim with additional tips and resources. And you can also access her free Simplify Your Life tips by clicking the link in the show notes. Remember to apply these hacks, my sweet, beautiful friends. This is a podcast that Is only usable if these hacks are used. So try taking just one, just one that Trish said, and it's okay to start small. My sweet friends, thank you so much for tuning in. You know what I'm going to say. If you enjoyed this episode, share it with a friend share it on social and please do not forget to tag me and I will go ahead and send it over to Trish so we can both feel like that little hug that we get whenever you guys share the show also if you have not already you know what I'm going to say again don't forget to hit that subscribe button hit the five star button and send that little review into the etherverse it is so helpful not just only for this episode not just only for this show but for every single podcast you listen to it is like the biggest hug that you can give your fellow podcasting friends and it helps other people find the show as well sweet friends you rock I'll see you on the other side hopefully with a much more organized home thanks for tuning in and I'll talk to you next time bye